Hello and welcome to Art Juice. This is honest, generous and humorous conversations that will feed your creative soul and get you thinking with me, Alice Sheridan. And me, Louise Fletcher. So we're going to jump into what's been happening this week. But first of all, I want to just say a big thank you to Liz, who left a lovely review for us on Apple Podcasts. It makes a huge difference when you do that. Um, it's nice to see some, some new ones popping up there. And she said, I have to admit, I was nervous when you said the format would be changing. I guess I've gotten spoiled expecting to hear your lovely chats every week. But I just wanted to write and say that I think this new format and schedule is just as brilliant as ever. Ha <laughs> ha! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> you are both incredible examples to other women on how to be true to ourselves in our art and in our lives if changing how you do this podcast keeps it sustainable then I'm just grateful that you're both still willing to record your thoughts in a free public setting in such an open honest way that helps so many artists sincerely thank you so huge thank you to you Liz that was lovely lovely uh, review to to read and to see and there is my courier pickup, which I promised would happen. Keeping it real, back in a minute. Right, I'm back. Two flights of stairs, down and up quick before they leave. Ooh. So yeah, it was lovely. It's lovely to get those reviews and also just to kind of, I know that we've had a couple of comments on uh, Instagram of people saying, so nice to just to, we haven't really done our weeks off, have we? No, I think we missed one week. I think that's all we missed. But those reviews, they make such a difference because I know when some of my favourite podcasts, they always say, leave a review if you like it. And I haven't. I haven't done it, even though I love their podcast, because it always feels to me, I suppose it feels to me like, oh, they don't need to hear that from me. They already know they're brilliant or whatever. Uh, but it is really nice to get them because it is a lot of work to do. Um, not complaining at all, but it is really nice to hear from people. I don't mind when people don't like it. It drags the rating down in iTunes, so that's a bit annoying. <laughs> but I don't mind when they don't. It's just really nice to get the ones when they do. Yeah, I think it, it is that feedback and response, isn't it? And often when you hear people ask, they say, can you do it because... You know, it helps us in the, in the iTunes list. And I just think it's just really nice to hear your voice and your words kind of back again to us. It's much like when you get your work out and out and about at an event in front of people. It's just nice to kind of get that sense of gauge, a sense of response and feedback. So anyway, we really appreciate it. Um, we get a little email that pings in when we get one or a kind of roundup of them each week so it's always nice to kind of pop back in and see so we're going to be talking a little bit about patience and pace not quite sure where that's going to go and Louise messaged back she said yeah that's not one of my strong points so this will be a good conversation and I don't think it's one of mine either um but before we get into that what has your week looked like what have you been doing so very good, actually. I have hired a new assistant, um, which is always a bit of a nightmare, just going through hoping you find the right person. And um, so I'm very happy with that. And I've got, it's it's kind of rejuvenated me thinking about plans for what this person can help me with and what I'm not doing that I could be doing that somebody else 
will enable me to do. So I've got all sorts of good ideas. When you first said that, I thought you meant a studio assistant. You mean a business VA type assistant? No, I mean, yes. I mean, well, I mean, she'll be helping me with arty things as well as teaching things. But yes, someone to help me with my YouTube, someone to help promoting the podcast, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah um, and when we do the course helping me with that helping a little bit with the membership although I have someone who does that already but a nice backup to to the membership support because if my community manager ever went on holiday which luckily she's not prone to do but if she ever did um, we'd be in trouble <laughs> yeah. so a good and then, then I've got back into my painting a little bit just beginning to ease my way back in after yeah. my trip so yeah it's been a good week actually um yes also kind of quite um a settling week so we had um these little paper meditations paintings that I work on at home I can't believe it's been a year since I last did them and I think um when I say did them made them available to buy because I just kind of work on them and they're ready when they feel ready and I think last November I thought well there'll be another group ready in spring and they weren't and then I got busy so um those have just been just shared those with my list and they all sold very quickly again which was lovely so I have been wrapping and packing and couriering um so yeah that's nice I've got a new gadget too which I won't it's called a remarkable it's like a digital e-ink endless notebook but you can tag things and save them and draw on them and then like send yourself drawings as pdf so that you've got your brain drawn but it's now in digital form oh it's so good i have put off buying it for months and months and months and i'm still figuring out how it works but i tell you what i've really enjoyed about it i've really enjoyed about it that since i've had it i have spent more time away from the computer and away from my phone because it is very concentrated so it's got no internet connection on it um it's it is just like you and a pen and a piece of paper but when your brain goes oh and that thing oh and that thing oh and that thing you can do it on separate notebooks and then put them in files or tag them so that you can find them again and um I'm really really enjoying using it is it a little device yeah and so do you write with a stylus or do you type You write with a stylus, but it's got like a flat screen like a Kindle has. So it's not like writing on glass like an uh, an iPad would be. And it feels very much like normal writing. I'm not having an issue at all with the writing element of it. Um, and I'm just... Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. And the thing that I really... This is not an ad. I, there's, no, there's, no, there's no kind of referral or anything. <laughs> sounds but, like it's, it's like a sponsored break. <laughs> yeah. But I think it does take a little bit of getting used to it. A, it is quite expensive. It's 300... In the UK, it's 300 pounds. And then you have to buy the pen. Did you buy it through your business though? So I did buy it through the That's business. Acceptable. And the thing is, they give you a 100-day refund. So if you try it and you don't like it, you've got a 100 days to work it out. That is a long time. Um, But I have just, you know, tried to. I think the thing is, hide all your notebooks. You've got to, like all of these things, if you're going to do something, if you're going to try it, 
nothing is going to be perfect. There are things about it that I think, oh, I wish it could do this. But overall, I'm really enjoying it for getting rid of the scraps of paper. Um, of course, I have designed my own daily and weekly planners with linked link text that I've done in Canva and then you can load that onto it and you've got everything exactly as you like it so like all my annual planning system that there will all, be yeah and all those things that you want to carry over from one year to the next you've got access to them all and it will back itself up and do all of that so what's it called again it's called a remarkable oh it does mm. sound remarkable as well mm. Mm. Seth Godin's definition of remarkable is well what it means something worth remarking on to other people so you have remarked on it to other people so it is remarkable it's been really good fun I haven't done any painting at all this week well you've been busy planning can't do everything <laughs> oh, I've been busy with my digital gadget so there you go do what makes you happy right so we are going to be talking about just this idea of pace and patience and what prompted me into thinking about this was two things, really. One, continuing just to sort through my photos and getting reminders of what I was doing just five years ago and it feeling like a lifetime. And five years can feel like a lifetime if you're like hungry and, you know, you really want things to shift quickly for you. but. When you look back on it, in a way, five years, it it kind of goes in quite a flash, doesn't it? And if you told me five years ago where things would be now, what I'd be doing, A, I probably would have been terrified because I wouldn't have been ready for it. But also you've got no idea where things are, lead, are going to lead you. So it's just this idea really of patience and just trusting the next step. So that was one thing that came up. And the other thing was I went to um, with a friend to see the Cezanne exhibition at Tate Modern. And I used to really like Cezanne's work. And I think I probably didn't do enough reminding myself of, you know, his history, context, all of that stuff before I went. I have to say I was a little bit underwhelmed with it all. Bit controversial, perhaps arguably mm -hmm. one of Send the greatest... emails to Alice please yeah <laughs> yeah arguably one of the kind of greatest you know the founder of, of modern art in many ways and made that shift from impressionism to cubism and but it was quite a long time ago that he was painting what I didn't realize was he died when he was just 67 so that's not that's pretty young but it was interesting that the background, I find I'm more interested in the family background. So like he wanted, he wanted to be a painter. His father wanted him to be a lawyer and was kind of a bit miffed that he wanted to go off and live this bohemian painting lifestyle. But I just struck me, he didn't seem to be worried about what's going to happen within the next year, six months. There was a just, yeah, this is just the process that I have got to do this is just what I've got to work on and given that it was a cumulative exhibition of an entire lifetime's worth of work it's not every painting that he ever did but it just struck me the difference between the pressure we put on ourselves to create voluminous amounts of work in quite short time scales and I don't think that's very helpful thoughts yeah. 
Yes, I agree. Right, that's it for us this week. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> no, I agree that this impatience is one of the biggest issues that I see with other artists. And I also agree, and myself, but I mean that I see, observe, you bet it's easier to observe other people's problems mm. than your own. But also I agree that when you see a lifetime retrospective exhibition of someone and you realize the changes they went through mm. and, and how long it took for those changes to happen. Mm. And finally, I agree, I get reminded on Facebook of old, um, this was five years ago, this was six years ago, and I got reminded of one just the other day and it was horrible. I was so mortified. I put that on Facebook. It was only my personal Facebook page, but I put that out to friends and family and they wrote, oh, wow, this is so good. Well done. Oh, it was awful. And it, I think it was seven years ago, this particular thing. So it all wraps up to say the impatience is so obvious when you see it from outside, when you watch it in another person, a student or a member in your group, when you see them being so impatient and they've only been going for two years and they're saying, why am I not, you know, uh, selling like Cezanne or whatever. And they've, they've been going for two years, but it's easy to observe it in other people, but I, I also do have it in myself. Mm. I know. So I found it with what I'm working on this week where I'm very much in the exploratory stages and I'm beginning to learn that the way I work is on projects that last quite a while so yeah. I do seem to have like a few years of something so if that's the case I'm only a few months in and the, the fact I haven't found my way exactly yet is just to be expected so what I'm trying to do is be patient and say and stop trying to force the paintings but I found myself doing it the other day um doing things that felt contrived just because that will turn it into a painting yeah, if I do that thing. It'll make yes. it something that looks nice, but that, but that's not what I wanted. And so I felt proud of myself yesterday because I had a perfectly pretty abstract painting, and I trashed it to carry on because because it isn't. I'm not looking. It's not for, ready. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to finish things as a pretty painting. I want something else. I don't know what it is yet. So there's a lot of scribbling in journal, in my art journal. I don't have a remarkable, I just have a little notebook. So there's a lot of scribbling in there and and a lot of telling myself to just be patient and let's see what evolves over time. Yeah, I wonder if it's that drive towards finding something that is satisfying. And, um, you know, that's where social media is so addictive, isn't it? Because it's kind of... It, it, it's in a way it's complete little nuggets and you're always kind of getting that 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 feedback response I mean that's why it works you're getting that feedback response oh that's done you know it's why we like drawing something on a flipping tick list so that we can tick it off even though we've already done it because that feels we can't I don't think we can fight against that inherent um thing within us that is satisfying when something gets to accumulation and a finished stage and I think that when we often we're looking for that too early in a painting 
or in a whole body of work or in somebody else's response to it. But given that looking for that is somehow kind of natural and inbuilt and to a degree we can't fight against it, where how else do we do battle with that sense of impatience within us? Like I I really think patience I I am not a patient person I get irritated with things quite quickly I want things to happen quite fast I quite like other people to react at the same speed of things that I am doing but I do think learning patience is something that I have got a lot better at over the last three four years and I'm wondering why now because without a doubt it is a more relaxed way of being which is quite a bit more enjoyable I wonder if it's because once you have the confidence that you can produce results that you want Mm. it's easier to be patient and see if you can go further with that maybe because when when we're at the beginning we just want to be able to make something decent we just want to be able to make something that other people might like. And there is a, a a thing about other people because any artist is communicating with other people. So you want some kind of reaction from people. And if you're not getting it because what you're making is basically mundane because you're right at the beginning and you're not able to make good things, it that impatience for me was a lot more powerful at the beginning than it is now because I I do have the knowledge in the background that okay if I wanted to sell some paintings I'm not saying people would necessarily buy them but I certainly could set to and make some in a fairly efficient manner I, I wouldn't love them I wouldn't be you know enamored but I could make some if that was my goal and knowing that maybe takes away some of the pressure yeah, it's very definitely linked with pressure, isn't it? And what you, pressure and expectations as well. But something you said just really rung a little bell and made me have a realisation that this is why I can get easily pulled off into, say, making a video for YouTube. Because mm-hmm. that's a quick result, isn't it? Yep. I know I can get that done in a day or less and I can put that up and I'll get instant hits of feedback and I'll, whether that's people commenting or just seeing the the revenue on YouTube go up by ten pounds or whatever it is, something. Or just will seeing happen. that it's done, like feeling that it's something that you've yeah. done and completed. Yes. Yes, it's up there, and it's, so it's a task crossed off. And actually, that is a that is a problem. It's it's not a problem because YouTube brings customers to me, and that is a good thing. But it can be a problem if the reason why you're doing it maybe is a bit of an addiction to say I want somebody to I don't want to be just here on my own doing this wrestling with this problem I've set myself I want to get a little hit of approval from someone yeah I think there's another side of patience too which is that it can actually be um or rather impatience we're talking about impatience as being a bad thing but actually I think impatience can be quite a strong driver 
it can be something that maybe propels you into making decisions that you wouldn't otherwise take or doing something that's a bit braver like if you've got that it an impatience is a kind of is a yearning it's a desire it's a drive a little bit and we do need some of that if we don't have that we're just kind of kicking back chilling out yeah it'll maybe I just don't fully trust yet that if I fully 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 relaxed into a space where there was no pressure no expectations no drive holy smokes that's a big gaping hole what would I do then I I I feel like I need a little bit of this impatience and pressure because it what it's what makes things happen what would happen if there was none of it yeah would I trust myself to make things happen I don't know if it's working for you in your artwork I don't think it's a problem but I was just thinking of a, an analogy that happened in the last few weeks where I'm, I think I mentioned on the last podcast with Sally Ann that I was distressing a piece of furniture yeah and I began that project I was impatient to get it finished before I went to Cornwall because then the builder could use the the vanity thing and he kept saying I won't be at that stage when until you get back anyway so you don't have to rush but I was impatient so I got it done when I came back and saw it I was like that's not good enough it's not what I wanted I just did it quickly quick Mm. so then I had to go back and I, I basically redid the whole thing from the beginning um more or less and everything I'd done before was a waste of time because I had to do it again. And that is a little bit, I think, what happens when we push a painting too too fast or a series of paintings. So that's why I say if it's working for you, the impatience as a way of meeting deadlines or getting work out and you actually make things you like through the process of the impatience, I don't think it's an issue at all. But I do see it a lot and I know you see it where people are just impatient for something which they're not capable of yet. For example, like me with these paintings, I'm not capable of making what I want yet. I need mm. to go through more of a process. If I try and push it, it's just not going to happen. And we were talking before we started recording about people who are impatient over actual business success. You know, I want to sell more art than I am doing. I used to feel like that, but it isn't possible. It isn't possible at that point because perhaps either you're not at the stage where your artwork's unique enough or you don't have enough of a awareness of you and your artwork yet. Not enough people know about you. And that's difficult to be patient in that sense because we want that straight away. Yeah, it's not a comfortable place to sit in, is it? But the other thing that I notice is like we have such a skewed sense of time and perspective on this like it it can be such an emotional up down and somebody who can be feeling like great about something you know talk about business and sales wise it could have a brilliant time like at the beginning of the month and then now a few weeks into it you're like oh it feels like nothing's selling it's like well hang on a minute it was two weeks ago <laughs> that xyz happened that was brilliant yeah I know but now I feel you know yeah yes <laughs> and totally totally um recognizable 
I think we all do that. We forget because the what's in the now, what I'm feeling now about it, you know, that's true to a degree. But when you put it in a sense of perspective, like overall time, you know, the patience of looking at things from a much longer vision, then it makes it easier to uh, give yourself a little bit of um, grace, really, rather than just feeling like you're in that really uncomfortable place. Nothing to say that there is nothing wrong with having a good whinge and rant when you're feeling cross or irritated or impatient. Just don't get stuck there. Yeah, because I think one thing that's helping me in that situation as I get older is more the realization that I'm racing towards what am I actually racing towards Mm. every goal that I've set myself when I got it I didn't go oh good that's it then Mm. I just had a new one so actually I'll always have we will all always have something we're heading towards if we didn't we'd just be sitting there waiting to die. So we're always going to have that, whatever it is. I mean, we would though, wouldn't we? If you had nothing, if you you didn't have a holiday to look forward to or you didn't have a a piece of work you were working on, if you didn't have anything, any goal, then you just sit in a chair and wait until it's over. So we're always going to have that. It's human nature. So when you realize you're always going to have it, you can just chill out because you will eventually die having not done everything oh. it's not like we'll get to like 86 today not... Alice finished everything and and then she died it was just <laughs> perfect that's not how it works but I think you make a very good point is that I just wonder if this is if this feeling of impatience comes up when it goes back to external values and expectations that you set because where I don't feel impatient is in spaces where I am doing things where I truly want to do them Mm. and actually I don't care so much about the outcome I'm doing it because I really want to or I've really enjoyed it or I've liked the learning of it or like when I was putting all these works up on um on the on the website last week you know I've had my website with this theme for nine years I'm still discovering things that it can do that I didn't even go into those little drop down menus or those options before they've been there all along waiting for me but I wasn't ready to go and look at those yet and that when I do it's like oh here's a thing that I've just discovered I can't tell you the little thrill that that gives me but it was also really interesting that it's like but I haven't needed it until now it's not been necessary until now if if there had been a thing that said this is everything you need to know about everything you can possibly do on this website theme oh my lord that would have been absolutely terrifying but it's just those new little like, oh, here's a little spark. And here's a little something. Oh, that's quite fun. Nobody else cares. But, you know, that was quite that was quite fun on that day. So I just wonder if the impatience comes up when we bring in or when we're trying to relate it to things, you know, that old chestnut things we should be doing or things we should feel should be happening for us. Yeah. And of course, the other thing that's impatient is where other people are involved. 
you know, um, teenager in the house. Um, you know, quite a few situations where, you know, my impatience is not the best way to uh, uh, get the most out of a situation, shall we say. <laughs> Being very vague. <laughs> but that's just people, isn't it? That's just people. And we're just people too. Yeah. Right. I do think this thing of what you're enjoying, then then you don't have impatience. This is where... I, it, I think when I'm working at my best, my my paintings are a byproduct of a process. I think I think I stole that from David Shrigley. I think it's him I saw on a YouTube video used that phrase and I loved it. They just he said focus on the process. The paintings, the things are the byproduct of of the process. And when you stop thinking about it as a result and a series of things to produce and start thinking about the investigation or the joy of what you're doing, yeah, you just every now and then pop something out and you go, oh, oh, I really like that. Or yeah. that's really taught me something. Or, oh, that's given me another idea of what I could do next. Um, and that is where I find that I think that's why I'm, better at patience with my artwork now just because I've learned in my own process I just don't seem to be a person who makes a series of paintings like three series of paintings in a year on different themes I don't yep. seem to be able to do that and there's no point in trying to force myself to be someone I'm not so I, I think that's the other thing we have to relax into who we who we are mm. and what we enjoy Otherwise, if I'm looking at you and saying, wow, Alice did an exhibition at the same time as me, but she's also done an art fair and she's released a series of small paintings and I'm still like just beginning a new set of things after that exhibition. If I, if I compare myself to that and there's probably someone else who's done even more than that in the interim, mm -hmm. um, but we can't, we, we just have to stay in our own process, I think, which is, we're saying Suzanne did that but maybe he was really maybe he was really no jealous of other people maybe he was like oh I've, I've only done 10 paintings this year oh yeah probably it was probably a whole heaps of that they did have a book of his letters and some I mean some of them I'm sure some of them were interesting but some of them were things like your dad's coming to lunch on Sunday we're cooking duck <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was like, this is like Cezanne boring texts. Um, yeah, so I was going to say, so let's, if we bring this back to um, pace a little bit and what we can do, I also recorded a podcast, the Learn to Paint podcast, which is going to be out next year. Holy smoke, go and listen to some of those. I have to say, um, she asked me some good questions. Um, Kenya, I, I, was on that, I was on that last year and she's very good. Yeah, well, she plans really things, you see. I yeah. said, to her, I'm very yeah. impressed that you plan things <laughs> and you record for quite a long time and then she edits it down. But, you know, she really put me on the spot. But I was thinking because I knew what we were going to be talking about. And she was asking about process. And I feel like I don't really have one. So I came up with a thing I was quite proud of. So sharing it with you here a little bit um, that process is, you know, for me, process is just awareness. And I think this comes into this patience and pace idea as well about just slowing down enough to give yourself the time to notice. 
you know, where is this impatience coming from? Is it real? How can you use it better? You know, it might be that there is a way that you can use impatience in your work. Like if that if that's if you like working at a particular speed, maybe you feel that you're an impatient kind of person. Where can you lean into that even more and really use it in your work? You know, it doesn't have to be all slow and calm and meditative, but you've got to slow down enough to notice and spot where those things are are happening for you. Um, but it sounds like you've we're both at a stage where we've taken taken the pressure off a little bit and that that's actually working better too. But I do wonder if that is something that happens a little bit further in. Yeah, I think so too. I think maybe the stage of being impatient, pushing too fast, too far and getting stressed might just be part of what you have to do. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> There we go. Anyway, something to think about. Where does it show up for you? Where does it where does impatience show up? So moving on, I know that you have got something that has inspired you to share, but we also did discover. Um, I think we've known about it, but we haven't really encouraged it before. But we thought it would be really fun for the last episode before Christmas to hear from you a little bit with your voice, not just texts and reviews. We love the reviews, but there is a way that you can leave us a message. So if you go to anchor.fm slash art hyphen juice, and we will leave a link in the notes below this, there is a little message button, a little plus and a message button. And when you click that, you get a pop-up with a big red button that says, please record. Now, caveat to this, it is one minute only so one minute's quite quick. Think what it is that you want to say. Um, but we just thought it would be really good fun to hear from you. We can actually include your audio clip in the show as a pre-Christmas. So not just thanks, but if you've got a question, maybe, and maybe we can do a round of quick fire questions to round up at Christmas, we're going to try something new. So if you could do that... <laughs> That would be great. Otherwise, it might be a very short episode, that show. <laughs> and what else is your inspired? Oh, my inspired perfectly ties into this week. So I thought I'd mention it. Um, I have been a fan of Bruce Springsteen. I don't mean a loony fan, but I have listened to his music since I was about 18. And it wasn't cool at all when I was 18 to like Bruce Springsteen. People misunderstood him a lot, and um, and over the years, it's become people have accepted how good he is a lot more. Um, but there is a um, a show on Netflix called Spring. It's either Bruce on Broadway or Springsteen on Broadway. I'm, I'll put the link in the show notes. I'm hoping it's Bruce on Broadway. Otherwise, they've really missed an opportunity for some good alliteration. They have, haven't they? It's BB. really better be um, Bruce on Broadway. <laughs> but it was a show he did. Um, on Broadway by himself with the guitar where he just told his life story and sang songs um, and all the songs from throughout his career and it really speaking of pace and and building up a body of work it's a beautiful beautiful production it's very moving I cried a few times I think even if you were never a fan I think it's just a really interesting story of a very human life um, but 
one of the things that really struck me about it uh, for us as artists and what really inspired me was I think part of what made me cry at a couple of points was wow I remember hearing you sing this song when I was really young and he's older than me he's in his 70s now but he was a lot younger when he first was singing that song one of the songs thunder road I remember hearing in 1978 when I was like 15 and just thinking oh my god that's amazing and he's singing it now as a 73 year old man and it's a song about youth and escape and of course now he's an old man singing it so it's got a very different tone to it and the whole thing it it was that thought of an artist who has been with you throughout all your life. I've been to Bruce Springsteen concerts at various stages of my life, which mm. I could see myself at them all gradually aging and gradually getting wiser too. Mm. Um, but, and him getting older and wiser and his band and all the other fans that go and that are there with you. And it's just, it made me feel of course, what we're doing, we're not going to reach that many people and we're not going to be on that kind of level. But what we do as people come with us on our journey, it's not just about us, it's about the people who our work affects in big ways and small ways. Um, it, I, I'm not quite explaining it as well as I'd like to, but it was a very moving and also inspiring to think this is what art is for. It's for the connection between you and that person's paintings or lyrics or music or whatever it is that informs and makes your life feel a little bit more. Uh, the artist puts into words or into images the feelings that you have and elevates them to a different level. It, it, it beyond the mundane kind of you become like a a character in a drama rather than just you living your little mundane life so it was it's beautiful and even if you don't like him I'd say give it 15 minutes and see if you can see why he is such a an amazing talent that that was the only downside was I thought oh god I'm shit <laughs> like <laughs> like He's got so much talent. It's just not fair. <laughs> I was going to say, listening to you talk about that, I think that the other thing about this impatience is it means that you're not stopping and enjoying each stage. You know, there's always that rush to the end or to the next thing or to the end of something. And just to enjoy each stage of it as you go through it, that's it's hard to do because we all want more you know we don't want mm. to stay stuck in the existing stage we're in that's for sure so that's where the desire part comes in like he doesn't still want to be singing that song and not have moved his music on since he did it in his 30s but the fact that that there's elements of that song and he can still sing it in his 70s there are threads of that that have led through all the other music like every step of the of what you're working on now will lead to something else you know yeah. but it's just just enjoying each part for what it is I think you know that feels like a relief doesn't it that'd be quite a nice thing all right well that sounds quite good it better be called Bruce on Broadway That's all <laughs> I I'm think saying. it might be called Springsteen on Broadway <laughs> 
we will find whichever one it is and it will be in the show notes below right so um lovely we will see you um next week few things to do then if you want to leave us a review please do um if you can go to either of our websites as well uh, you can send us a suggestion um and we would love 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 you to actually leave us an audio message um and then we will be able to go through them and include them um in a in a final show at the end of the year have a very happy week painting everybody um if you want to find more about me i'm at alice sheridan studio on instagram and louise's at louise fletcher underscore art and we will see you next week bye 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 and we just found absolutely no the signal's going hang on you've frozen no it was hard to choose so that no 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 yeah hold on my computer has thrown me onto the wrong network i'm going to move because it's going to want me to sign in with a password which i don't know because this is a different computer bloody hell honestly go in the room where that network works oh so much for not editing right go in here I have to go in my little office, but the problem is it's full of decorating stuff. Just ignore me. <laughs> oh no, the cat. It's lovely because the cat, lit, the cat's litter's in here now as well. <laughs> Don't know. Where is it? She's got a kitchen chair. I can sit on a kitchen chair. Oh, God. Don't worry, I'll sit on a kitchen chair. We really should have. Morning, Alice. Hello. Right. Okay, can you hear me now? Yeah, but you haven't got your microphone on. I can't hear you now. Why can't I hear you? Oh, f- <laughs> Why can't I hear you? Tap, tap, tap in the chat. I can hear you. Let's go. Let's go out and back again. Third time. Lucky.